Hey now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. I am here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon. And before I announce our special guest today, I definitely want to make some quick announcements. First and foremost, go and check out the Street Roots podcast hosted by myself. I had the privilege of having U.S. Senator Ron Wyden on the podcast, and we talked about a wide range of things from impeachment to the coup that happened at the Capitol building to him becoming the new chair of the Senate, uh, the finance, the Senate Finance Committee, excuse me, and what his agenda is for that starting after the inauguration. We even talked a little bit of Portland Trailblazers, so go ahead and check that episode out anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Also, Portland State, as many of you know, I am the TV analyst for the home games there. And the next home games scheduled will be on January 21st, which is a Thursday against Idaho State, and January 23rd against Idaho State as well. Both games will be at home, obviously, with how the schedules are set up due to uh, COVID circumstances. So hopefully those games won't get canceled as we've already had four Big Sky Conference games get canceled due to some positive tests. So that's what's slated for the schedule right now. But now... Let's get into it. I got a very special guest on the line. It's my brother. It's my friend. He is the starting cornerback for the San Francisco 49ers. He is a pro bowler. Yes, believe you me, he's been there before. He should be there again, but he's but he is a finalist as well for the comeback player of the year this year. So we'll keep our fingers crossed and hope that he comes out and wins that. But Jason Barrett, man, thanks so much for joining me here on the Wake Up and Win podcast. Brother, my brother, man. Appreciate you having Absolutely. Now, it's so much to get into because obviously you've had a lot of ebbs and flows throughout your career. And the theme for today is sort of going to be adversity because obviously you've dealt with a lot of physical adversity. And we'll touch on some of those times when you had to deal with it um, throughout your career leading up to this point where you are a finalist comeback player of the year candidate. But also, I want to more so get into the mind of Jason Verrett. I kind of want to invade what your mental space has been throughout all the kind of obstacle course type events that you had throughout your career. And I want to take it back before the NFL. I want to start with college because first off, I got to acknowledge you and I went to Rodriguez High School together. Shout out to the Mustang 707 forever. Um, Then after that, you go to junior college, you do your thing at Santa Santa Rosa Junior College back in the Bay Area. You end up getting a scholarship to TCU. We all know TCU is a dynamite college football program. Your very first game at TCU, you had to play against RG3, Robert Griffin III, who ended up being the Heisman that season. And the outing wasn't quite the best for you. (laughs) It was a nationally televised game. And RG3 definitely took advantage of you in that early moment in your college career, obviously. Um, Just kind of talk about, that game and kind of where your mental space was post that game, because obviously, like I said, it wasn't the greatest outing on a nationally televised event. Yeah, no, nah, man, it, it was real. Um, you know, primetime game, Friday night, uh, everybody watching this 55,000 in the stands, you know, it's my first game, everybody back home, you know, they excited just, you know, for me to go out there and do my thing. And, uh, you know, we kick off defense out there on, you know, first on the field and, uh, I remember, man, I'm today's sideline. I see yeah. Kendall Wright, he come out the huddle, and uh, he hollering, fresh meat, it's fresh meat. <laughs> so, you know, from there, man, I'm, my eyes my eyes get a little big, you know? Yeah. So, boom, he come out, run a nice little out route, catch the ball by five yards. And so the next play, they come out, they run a slant. Yeah. And 
he catches the slant and it's first down. So now, you know, I got the target on me right now. And um, I'm just trying to, you know, get the jitters out so I can lock in. Right. Uh, they, as they driving, driving down the field, it's probably about the fourth or fifth play after the, that, that first down slant that he got. And uh, they ran a bubble pass, a bubble screen and go. Uh-huh. So job is to stick with one. You know, two, ran the, ran the bubble and I jumped it, trying to make a play. He threw the ball over my head, touchdown. So from there, I get to the sideline. You know, some of the vets and the coaches, they like, you know, it's good. We still in it. The offense went down there and scored this tie ball game. Boom. Kick the ball off. We back out there. And I say probably the third play of that possession, bomb. 60-yard tub. <laughs> so I'm, I'm rattled. Talk about fresh point. meat. Yeah, I'm <laughs> now rattled you're feeling like fresh meat, meat huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm rattled at that point, bro. And, and from there, they score again on me uh, later, probably later in the fourth quarter. Um, they take me out. We still lose. Um, it was a tough game. You know, like I said, TCU, you know, they was ranked at the time. Baylor was ranked. They just won the Rose Bowl. So they had all the hype into the season. That was a big rival between TCU and Baylor. So, um, yeah, that, 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 was, that was a tough moment for me. And then fast forward, getting on the bus, you know, I'm just in a mental uh, uh, dark spot. Right. Uh, you know, obviously you're playing a bad game. Everybody feel bad, you know. But uh, at that time, you know, getting around campus, and, uh, you know, everybody's around there saying bad stuff, you know, wanting me to leave, saying I shouldn't play. So it was hard for me to deal with that. You know, luckily at that time, um, I didn't have a social media. So I, I did. I did <laughs> to, to the Twitter and everything like that. So I think that helped eliminate some of the struggle that I was dealing with. Right. Um, you know. I definitely had social media at that time, and you would have been affected by some of the stuff <laughs> folks had to say on Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Now, now, so the very next game, you don't even play. Um, like I said, obviously, you know, the performance wasn't so great first game around. The next game you don't play, where is your headspace now that not only you had a bad game, you don't even get the opportunity to touch the field the following game. Where are you at now? Do you want to keep going with this thing? Do you want to kind of give it all up? Where Where's your mental space yeah. during that it was, point? It was, a, it was a mental roller coaster for me. You know, I'm I'm young. I'm 18 at the time. You know, yeah. I never, you know, as you know, being in the Bay, we ain't playing on televised games. Right. You know, in college, you're not on that on that uh, that stage either. So being that it was my first one, it hit hard. Um, so mentally, man, I was torn. Uh, but it got real bad from you know uh, not being able to play that following game. Um, and then going into uh, the third game against Louisiana Monroe that week, um, I'm leaving out my dorm. You know, all my teammates, you know, this is what we do. We're leaving out the dorm and we head down to the practice field. And I don't know, something in me just told me to turn around. So I turn around and I head back to the dorm and uh, I'm in the room and I'm like, I'm out of it. I'm through with this shit. You know, this shit is over with. Yeah. You know, so I call my mom and I, uh, you know, I tell her like, man, I'm ready to come home. I'm through. You know, right. she, she, she didn't have my best interest in doing that. We get off the phone. I call my brother. Um, and at the time, my brother was working for the Raiders. And, you know, shout out my brother, uh, Trey. Uh, but uh, he was headed, I think, headed, headed into work or something, somewhere he was going. Uh, right. He took the call over and, you know, we just had a heartfelt conversation. And uh, from there, you know, it, it was just a lot of a lot of me trying to say that I was through and, and him on the other end just saying, nah, you know, just stay locked in, stay committed to it. You know, it's part of being on that on that side of the ball. That's what it come with. Um, and, uh, you know, we wrapped up that conversation. But still, you know, I was I was still in that, in that sunken place, bro. Yeah. And so, 
you know, I got off the phone and I'm like, man, I'm still, this is still my reality. I'm still, I'm still dealing with this shit, you know? And so, uh, fast forward, man, I stayed in the room, the coaches calling, the uh, teammates called, strength coaches called, um, whole nine yards. And so I still stayed in my room and probably about 20, 30 minutes later, um, they sent one of the GAs to come in there and, you know, he ended up knocking on my door. Uh, opened it up and I told him the same thing. Like, yeah, I'm through. And so he like, I will, I mean, coach, coach worried about you. You know, you weren't answering the phone. Didn't nobody know what yet. So we need you to come down there and holler at coach. So I get down there, bro. And true story. Um, I'm in his office and I tell him, I'm like, yeah, coach, I, you know, I'm done. Like I I, I want to transfer or whatever got uh, transfer, go back to Juco and I'm, I'm, I'm through. I think my time up here. And he like, I right, well, you got two choices. Either you could stick through it here or you only going to go D2. So I'm like, damn, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so he like, nah, so you can stick to it and get here or you're going to go D2. I got enough connections to where that won't happen for you to go D1. Damn. And that was pretty much the conclusion of the conversation. So yeah. I leave with like, these some serious ass options I got to do with. <laughs> you know, so... I get back to the room and, you know, I call my brother again and let him know how the conversation went. And, you know, I get off the phone and next day try to go to practice, went to practice and fast forward, we get to the game. And uh, uh, obviously I don't start. And so um, uh, right before halftime, one of the corners gave up a touchdown. And so uh, we get in the locker room and they like, oh, Verrett, you starting now. And so I'm like, shit, I right. So I go out there. Um, my first play, they tried me. I get a PVU, um, wrapped it up with a few tackles, and uh, we won the game. And, you know, from there, I started to kind of feel like, you know, a little little, little bit of my juice was coming back. Right, right. Uh, you know, uh, fast forward through that season, man, uh, I ended up with like two, three interceptions. Uh, made honorable mention, and, you know, that's how I wrapped up my sophomore season. Man, so now let's talk about what that does for you going into the next season because the next season was an All-American season for you. Um, mm -hmm. As you mentioned, you know, you dealt with that first hurdle of your obstacle course of a career that you had and obviously we're going to get through. Um, how do you feel now? You're an honorable mention player. You've dealt with adversity at the Division One level. Now you're going into this year where you are just at flat out monster. Um, yeah. What was your mentality and your mental space now going into that season? Well, I knew I had to come strong because uh, that my sophomore year, we was in the Mountain West, you know. And, right. And we transferred over to the Big 12. So, you know, the Big 12 is OU, Oklahoma State, Texas, Baylor. You know, it's smoke week in and week out. Right. So I knew I had to take my game to another level. I had to try to um, elevate in all aspects of my game, just knowing that it's going to be a big stage every week, you know. And so um, I had a hell of an offseason. Uh, uh, Training camp was good, and, uh, you know, all throughout that year, I was doing my thing. I let the Big 12 in the uh, passes defended, had the most interceptions, um, was an All-American, and, uh, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a strong junior, junior year. Now, now, obviously, you have that junior year. It's time to go to the league. You ended up being a first-round draft pick with the Chargers. You got a lot of expectations on you as a first-round draft pick. How do you handle that and sort of navigate through that as a young man that's mm -hmm. going from – dominating in college now you're playing big boy football in the league and mm -hmm. you're expected to make an instant impact did you feel like you were ready for that coming in yeah so um well before that you know I, I could have left my junior year um, okay 
But I, I, you know, I went back to school, wanted to get my degree. Senior year was lights out. You know, I was Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I solidified myself uh, on that collegiate level to, you know, put my put my name in there to be a first rounder. So uh, getting drafted, um, yeah, it come with a lot of expectations. You know, the team they invested in you, they got all all the money, you know, lined up uh, as far as in your contract to be that guy. And uh, yeah, I know it came with a lot of expectations, and not only being drafted to the Chargers, where you know I was taking spots from six, seven year vets. Yeah, meaning yeah, yeah. You know, this is how they feed their family. You know what I mean? So it came with a lot, knowing that that's why they drafted me to be the guy. Um, and so um, I struggled a little bit with with with, with injuries that year. Um, uh, but as far as just you know my 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 transition from college. Uh, to the pros, um, I, th- I thought I adjusted pretty good as far as, you know, my first few years. Yeah, so as you mentioned, rookie year, you deal with the ebbs and flows, had a little bit of injury. Your second year, which to date is probably the best year that you've had in your career, um, you end up being a pro bowler. You had what I would say is a mon- monumental game in your career where mm-hmm. you go head-to-head with A.B. and essentially you lock them up. And mm-hmm. now you've got – the football community saying Jason Verrett is the top five cornerback in the NFL. What was it like to be in that position where you got these expectations of you coming in and then you actually, you know, you reach and maybe even in some cases exceed those expectations with your Mm -hmm. performance in the second year of the league becoming a pro bowler. Yeah, I was on top, bro. I mean, I was feeling good, you know, um, playing against a guy like Antonio Brown at that time, who I got tremendous respect for. And at that time, arguably probably the best receiver in the game. Yeah. So being able to do what I did on that stage, being a Monday night football game, everybody watching, um, it put me in a, in a different caliber when it comes to corners. And so uh, being rewarded with uh, a Pro Bowl, you know, it just added more to my resume and, and potentially to, to, to sign in a, a lucrative deal. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's uh, what it's about. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. So, you know, coming off that Pro Bowl year, and now I'm going into my third year where I know what it takes now. All I yeah. got to do is perform and put it out on the field, and everything else is, is peaches and cream. You know what I mean? So um, I had a strong uh, training camp. Uh, first first four games, man, I, I, I played well, and um, – you know, I end up I end up tearing my ACL. Damn, uh, which which was tough. You know, um, like I said, coming off the Pro Bowl year, wanting to wanting to put a, another year of those uh, out there on the football field again. Um, but being able not being able to play and, and having a, a a surgery like the ACL, which you know I don't wish on nobody, bro. Like right. one of the toughest uh, surgeries I've ever dealt with. Um, and I think from there, man, I think that's when. Uh, my adversity really started to kick in. Yeah, and, uh, I went through roller coasters. I went through a little bit of ups and downs, but it never was not significant to that 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 injury. You know yeah, what I mean? so, let, let let's talk about how how is your mental as you're recovering from an ACL injury? Because we obviously hear like it's one of the the worst injuries in sports, regardless of sport. Um, where are you at mentally? You know, you have a contract year coming up, as you already mentioned, yeah. but the best ability is availability, and you're not available. Where right. were you at mentally, knowing you had all of this kind of coming up? Yeah. Um. At first, when I first um had the uh the surgery, you know, I'm kind of thinking this is something that I could get through. Uh, 
you know, um, I'm thinking that I could I could battle through it and 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 make something out of it and recover well the whole nine yards, but that wasn't the case. You know, I'm dealing with pain week in and week out. It's a smile now, cry later type of thing. Yeah. Uh, the pain is on another level. Uh, the rehab, it, it, you know, it's good days and bad days to where now those bad days is taking a toll on you mentally to where now it ain't just one bad day. It's a week of bad days. It's two weeks of bad days. Right. Um, so it put me in a, in a difficult time mentally to where the focus was, was in and out. You know what I mean? And so it was, it was hard to try to cope through all those difficult times to try to still stay focused on the outcome. But my right. moment was just told it was tough to deal with, bro. And so fast forward from that, uh, that um, season, uh, losing 2016 season with my right. ACL, I'm heading into 2017, you know, and it, it's a year and some change to kind of come over at ACL. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So now in the summer of 2017, I'm talking, I'm battling, a lot through the knee, like just a lot. And so uh, I was on your podcast that, that year too. Over yeah, in that you, you, yeah, you were on the radio show, Justin yeah. and Devon. It was uh, the game that you had a Monday night game against CJ. And yeah. my intention was to try to get both of you, but you ended right. up hopping on and CJ didn't that day, but you, you for sure were. Right, 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 right. And so I'm going into that game, bro, with, I'm, I'm not even 100%. Yeah. You know, my, my, my leg is just – I'm out there literally on one leg. Um, I get through the game, uh, but I, I holler at my agent. I'm like, you know, I can't do this. Like, I, I, I can't go 15 more games on how my knee is feeling at this time. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, we, we go from there. We go talk to a bunch of doctors, and, you know, I end up having to get surgery, and it happened to be a surgery that was what I thought. I was hoping to be just a four to six weeks and turn out to be six months. Damn. So I lose back to back seasons. Just with, like that. Just like that with the same knee. And so fast forward from that surgery, which, you know, I, I tip my hat to that doctor, man, he got my knee feeling 100%. So I'm going into 2018. Like, all right, I got to shake back from these two injuries. Yeah. You know, tough. Like I said, it was an in and out thing, mine all over the place. And now I'm trying to lock in. I'm locking in. I'm feeling good. So 2018 training camp, you know, it's a conditioning test. You know, I'm, I'm coming yeah. in here just to show these coaches I'm in shape. I'm ready to do what I got to do. Right. And, bro, we running 50-yard gases. I'm on the last one. And uh, I remember I'm running. I hit the line at the 50-yard line. I got to go down to the goal line. And then, boom, I'm, I'm finishing back at the 50. So I get to the goal line. My coaches is in the end zone, but I'm, you know, we just got to touch to the goal line. I get there, boom. As soon as I turned around, I felt like somebody kicked me. So my leg kind of like, you know, snapped. And I look back like, the fuck? Yeah. Somebody just kicked me? So I'm trying to move, and it felt like I got 20 to 25-pound plate wrapped around my ankle. Like, Damn. I can't move. You know, <laughs> and so I hear somebody say, like, bro, fall down. So I fall down. Yeah. And the trainers run over there. Uh, one of my teammates, uh, Jaleel Dye, he run over there at the time. And they, they feeling around my calf. And from there, I'm like, fuck. I just tore my Achilles, bro. It was over. And so I'm screaming, it's over. Like, I'm, I am I blacked out, but I'm yelling like it's over. This is what, what my dog Jaleel telling me. He got his arms wrapped around me, holding me. And yeah. I'm just yelling like it's over. It's over. It's over. And so from there, bro, I think. 
that's when, because I feel like adversity come in different forms in your life throughout Absolutely. the Absolutely. And it comes right. with different levels. Not only that, from it could be pain, frustration, depression, stress, everything. And I felt I experienced it all from that standpoint. Cause now this is the third year, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. So, so so are you contemplating on retirement at this point? Because I, mean, I mean, damn, three years, an Achilles tear, two knee, two knee surgeries, uh, yeah. ACL tear. Like, are you considering retirement at this point? Everything going through my mind, bro. Everything. When I, I, say I, everything, I want, I want more detail. Tell me more everything. about. I'm, I'm, I'm in a middle stage, bro. Where, like, I'm not really there. I'm here, but I ain't really there mentally. I, I'm, I'm going through my day to day, not even knowing how things is going to turn out. And I'm, it, it puts me in a place to where now that depression, that stress is becoming a fear. And the fear, once you got fear, and once you start believing in fear, it, it could take you in a, on a different route to where you could, you could feel lost. You know do, what I mean? You could feel you something want? in that dark spot. You know what yeah, I mean? So, absolutely. Um, and, and yeah, to answer your question, yeah, hell yeah, retirement crossed my mind. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, this, this game took me so far, um, in life, not only from, uh, graduating college, um, being a first round draft pick, you know, having money to be able to provide for my family. This game took me a long way. And here I am at the biggest stage of my career, uh, the time where this is where you want to shine. Everybody who playing ball want to make it to the league. And now I'm about to have to wrap it up because a whole bunch of shit that I can't control is happening. Yeah, this is what's going on in my mind. This is what I'm thinking about, and it's it's all negative thoughts. And the negative thoughts that I'm putting in my mind, I'm I'm harping on into where now it's becoming a habit. On that's how I think. That's what I'm believing. So I'm fucked up. Yeah, I'm mentally in a dark, dark spot, and um, it was hard to get out. But it was hard to kind of try to gravitate to something different, just because uh, that illusion of just thinking that this is just what my reality is going to be. Yeah, I started to accept the fact that this fear, this this doubt, this is my life, and um, I was trapped in it, bro. What was when you're in this dark place now, and your mental is, is sort of fucked? Um, right. Was there anything that you did that mm. you maybe regret now, but probably wouldn't have regretted at the time that you want to speak on or are willing to speak on? Just because you know we we all have our moments when we're mm. in, in dark places, but I think people can relate to real life instances where when you're in a dark place, you, you tend to maybe do some things or mm. even if you want to just kind of detail some specific thoughts that you had that you were like, damn, there's no way I would think that way now. Right. Yeah. Nah, 100%. Um, it, 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 it was definitely, definitely thoughts that, uh, I didn't regret then. Uh, and I'm happy that I didn't allow myself to get to that point. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, it is, and being in a dark spot, bro, I, I look at it as the unknown. And um, once you kind of uh, allow the unknown to become your reality, become your way of thinking, bro, you, you don't give a fuck. And whatever happens, happens, however it goes, how it goes. Got you. So I'm in that. I'm trapped in that. But I got, you know, my family. I got my girl. I got my little boy right there. And I'm not even having an interaction with them. I'm not even seeing eye to eye with them because it's like, You're not where present. I'm at right now mentally, yeah. I'm fucked, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> little brother just came out here just now. Nephew. But, yeah. <laughs> but nah, I'm I'm mentally in a in a in a spot to where um I definitely don't want to be in. You know what I mean? And being and trying to get out of it, it was hard. It it it, it was I had to I had to read books. I had to uh uh pay attention to motivational speeches. I had to holler more at my mentor. Like it was it yeah. was so much I had to do to try to create a routine. Um because that adversity, bro, that adversity and that that depression, that fear and that doubt, bro, it was it was taking over my life, bro, to where yeah. I said I, I didn't know how that my I didn't know how I was gonna come out of it. A- absolutely. Did you ever consider seeking therapy or, or anything to that extent? Because like I said, I, I feel like a lot of people don't understand what it's like to be an athlete your entire life and then that be taken away from you, whether it just be, you know, you, you get to your final high school game of your career, you get to your final college game of your career, you deal with injuries that are deemed career ending in a lot of cases, which are some of the injuries that you were able to push through, but you dealt with yeah. whether would have been career ending injuries for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Do you seek psycho? Do you seek a psychologist or you mentioned a mentor? Like how do you kind of get through that? Yeah. Nah. So I had a mentor that I met my rookie year, um, Dr. Martin, and uh, we still locked in heavy to this day. Um, he's been with me day one through every single surgery. And so um, to rewind back on my second surgery, my second knee surgery back in 2017, that's when I felt like, me and his relationship started to evolve more. Um, right. And because it, it, it was tough from then. Um, and so after that, with the Achilles, he knew, like, I got to be with him every day. I got to, I got to yeah. come here because I know his mind is about to take him somewhere where he don't want to go. Right. And so uh, I'm battling back and forth with him now because, you know, I'm in this, I'm in a spot mentally where it's like, you can't tell me shit, bro. Like yeah. you, you clean in my shoes. You don't. You don't yeah. know how to kind of go about how I should go about these things. But I was wrong. Yeah, you know, he he was putting me, giving me perspectives that, you know, it it, it was more about the, the the energy, the thoughts. Cause you know the thoughts is powerful. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The shit that you harp on, that shit come to life. Right. You know what I mean? The energy that you put out, it's gonna reciprocate right to you, and it could come in any form that you put it out in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't know that. You know, because I'm constantly thinking about uh, when you're in that trauma, bro, you you you're constantly repeating that in your mind. And next right. time, you're not really paying attention to the fact that that shit will keep reappearing. And once it keeps reappearing and you believe in it, psychologically, you like, see, like, I knew this was going to happen. Right, right, right. You need right, a way right. to go about it, but you you stuck in that trauma. You stuck in that lost thoughts to where you're really beating up yourself. Because all you're doing is just pretty much planting a seed of bad shit and that that plant is growing and it's just growing more and more and more bad shit and you're not even knowing that that's all you're doing is taking yourself down and so that those are the type of things and to, those are the type of perspectives that he was giving me and uh like i said it, it was hard to to, to kind of like comprehend and and, and uh uh take on to, to to try to apply differently in my life. It was hard, but like I said, it was a person that I felt that was needed in my life throughout that journey. Specify some of the books that you said you read during that time. So it was a book called um, Relentless. It's by uh, Tim Grover, uh, who uh, was Kobe, Jordan, and uh, Dwayne Wade's uh, trainer. Got and it. So 
He, we all know about the Mamba mentality. We know about the last dance. We know, you know, we know uh, Wade County. We know exactly how um, they go about uh, handling their business on the court. Um, but in that book, man, it talked it talked a lot about perseverance. It talked a lot about uh, the relentless mentality. You know, being able to take adversity head on. Right. And so this is something that I'm I'm literally highlighting uh, in the book to try to feed it into my mind where I'm reading it over and over to where now this is becoming my reality. Now I'm trying to shift this way into uh, this is how it's supposed to be. This, you know, this adversity just, just is a part of my life. You know, right. it's, not, it's not something that's taking a toll on my life. It's just another form of success. Uh, so I'm, I'm gravitating to these type of things. I'm watching Nipsey Hussle, um, motivational speeches, Inky Johnson, Eric Thomas. Like I'm doing this on a daily. Yeah. Uh, because like I said, the mind a powerful thing. And um, so I started to kind of get out of that, get out of that way of thinking, get out of that way of um, going about my day to day. And boom, now we in 2019. You know, I think I think getting a fresh start, leaving leaving the Chargers, heading over to uh, Frisco was, the, was a, uh, a big decision for me and what I thought was best. And I get hit with another one. Another adversity come. I, I I'm I'm I, I'm coming off a lot with the with the Achilles being the, the last previous surgery, the last previous injury, and um, going into 2019, battling through training camp, making some splash plays here and there, not really feeling like myself, but yeah, I'm 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 coming. I I feel like I'm coming. I feel like I'm getting to that point. Right. And it, it wasn't it. My body wasn't it. It wasn't it wasn't fully strong. It wasn't fully healed it wasn't I wasn't fast like I didn't really have everything but I'm mentally trying to get over the hump of thinking like that right uh it wasn't that's not how it was so I get to uh the third game we play in Pittsburgh and one of the corners at the time he gets hurt so this is my op to get get back on the field you know get back on the field make something happen and here I am boom Jason Verrett been out three years, former Pro Bowler, whole nine yards. He's in now. You know, this what third quarter I got in. I think third quarter. Yeah. Oh, them old offensive coordinators, the quarterback. <laughs> they like, we about to test him. Hold on, who? <laughs> yeah, that used to be. You know what I mean? That used yeah. to be a dude. So, oh, let's see. Let's see what he got. <laughs> now they tried me on the on a uh, on a post. Yeah, running with bruh. Fall down, but I, I I like like uh hit like the side of his leg. So boom, they throw a pi. This is a 25, 30 yard penalty. Yeah. So now it's first and ten. They probably like thirty yards out from the end zone. Double move touchdown, and that was it. I get out. I, they, that was they your opportunity. Me. Yeah. They 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 bench me from there. Um, they end up coming back, winning the game, and. Four days later, because we had a we had a, a a bye week after that. But four days later, they IR me. Damn. They like, yeah, man, we're gonna have to put you on IR. Um, and, My goodness. And I'm I'm sitting there in the office, man. I'm looking at the at the GM like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, like, yeah. So, but where he was is, you know, nah. We putting a plan together. We're trying to put a plan together for you know, to get your body back right. You've been through a lot, you know, all of that. So fast forward, I'm still like, fuck, bro. Like this, this a whole, this is uh, another year. Year four. 
You know what I mean? It's another year. Yeah. And so um, I get to the house, bro, and I'm, like I said, at, at, at this point, I'm numb. I'm yeah. numb to it all. I'm, right. I'm, I'm starting to really say, you know what, fuck it. I'm beating myself up by trying to keep thinking that I could bounce back from this. This is what I'm telling myself. Right. I mean, the other side, like, nah, like, this could be an opportunity to really get yourself back right, get you back strong, get you been through a lot of shit. But the other side is like, nah, this, and, then, and I'm leaning towards this side because- It's like it, a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and it's like that, I'm leaning towards this side because it's repeating. Everything is repeating. The injuries is repeating. The doubt is there. The fear is there. Everything is, keeps coming back to where it's like, I'm thinking like I'm fucking myself by thinking the opposite. Yeah. Thinking I'm going to come out of it. You know what I mean? And that's why I feel numb. That's why I'm traumatized. That's why I'm, 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 I'm stuck in this spot to where, nah, bro, this is what it is. And this is what I'm preaching on an everyday basis from this point on. I thought I got out of it six, seven months ago. And it came right back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So right. uh, it was tough, bro. It was tough. I mean, it, it was back to... Back to them cry now, smile now, cry later moments. It was back to, you know, getting in the car and I'm I'm driving off and I'm I got music on. I'm I'm I'm, I'm crying. I'm just thinking. I'm all different crazy things. You know, I'm asking God like, why me? What 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 what, what was the point of me making it through all what I made it through from junior college to TCU to getting first round drafted to making a Pro Bowl to just getting knocked down? Damn. This point, like, what 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 did you take me here for? Yeah, you know I mean? this is what I'm I'm going through. This is what I'm preaching, and I I just I just I, I don't know. I it, how I was feeling at that particular moment, bro. It was like I said, it was a numb feeling, bro. I I, I was so traumatized um, to the point where you know I, I really didn't give a fuck about a lot of shit, bro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so now this is what I want to ask you before we get into the next season because. That year, the Niners made it to the Super Bowl. To the Super Bowl. And the biggest game. It's bittersweet. Oh, my God. How <laughs> does, I, I just thought about that right now. Not only did you get hurt and you go on IR, you missed the opportunity to play in the dream game that we all want to play in at the biggest stage in that same season. How was that? It was tough, bro. Um, like I said, it was bittersweet, man. This is this is what you play the game for. You know what I mean? The money and everything, all of that comes with it. But yeah, winning is what you play for. You want to win. You want to have that. You want to be the last man standing. You want to hold up that trophy. And here I am, watching. So not only am I, you know, I'm 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 wishing for success. Not only am I wishing for my teammates to excel and do their thing, but it's like you want to be out there. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, for and this, sure, and this goes back to. Me being at the Pro Bowl, me being at the top part of my game, me being the guy that everybody want to interview, everybody want to talk to, and right. all of that to where now it's analysts that's, oh, excuse me, we, we looking to get him. Ooh. You know, so this is this is heat that I'm taking on, and now I'm piling that on more and more to what I'm already been going through physically, emotionally, spiritually, and the whole now. Right. So that was tough, bro. Um, but... I, ha- I I had a plan. I had a plan um, to try to, you know, shake back from that. You know what I mean? Try to get out of that. Um, yeah. That mental way of thinking, bro. And yeah. Yeah. So so now let's go into that off season. 
you don't know whether you're going to even be able to sign again. You, you were on a one-year deal at the time that you deal with this injury, that Super Bowl season when you go on IR. You're going into another offseason where you obviously don't know, is, are, are the Niners going to take me back? Is another team going to take a chance on me? I've dealt with so many injuries throughout my career. What's going to happen? And then COVID-19 hits. Hmm. How does all of that kind of play out during that off seasons of, of hoping you get signed again, but there's a chance that you don't. And then we have a, a global pandemic. That's just like some unforeseen shit in, in this world. Not even just in America. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, in conclusion from that season, you know, my strength coaches and uh, trainers and the whole nine from San Fran, man, I mean, we, we, we grinded, bro. So that time of being IR, man, we grinded. It was, it was almost like a season for me. Yeah, uh, because I had to get back right. This might have been my last shot. Right. I had to get right, bro. And we grinded. I got my speed. Um, uh, I got my strength. I got everything back to, to full form. Yeah. And now getting into 2020 offseason and, you know, I'm full of excitement. I'm, 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 I'm ready to get to OTAs to try to, you know, show them that I could do what I could do. Um, and uh, I, w- I was blessing, you know, that, that San Fran took another chance on me. Um, but COVID come. Right. And so now uh, there is no OTAs. They moving everything back. Yeah. But for me, shit, it was a blessing in disguise, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I got three extra months to go crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could lie. Yeah. I could really you know, do everything that I needed to do, you know, even though they shut certain things down. Right. Out here, but, you know, I worked at a private spot to where it was, you know, time periods where I, I, I got one-on-one work at this time. You know, my other partner who's training, they going at that time to where it, it, it worked out perfect for me, bro. Damn. And I took advantage of, it. and as we all know, COVID, uh, uh, was, was good and bad for a lot of people. Absolutely. You know what I mean, Absolutely. it took a toll on a lot of people from financially, uh, you know, just being stuck in the house, not being able to do nothing. So now that that mental stage is coming back to where. And some people catching the virus. Like, some people right. catching the virus. Right. Right. One hundred percent. But I'm looking at this like, oh, no, nah, this shit ain't about to get me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I done, <laughs> I done been through the worst. I done been through that. I'm looking at COVID like, nah, it ain't going to break me. You yeah. know, I find my way around it uh, to uh, still try to you know, get to get to my goals and the things that I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. So now you get through that. So the extra few months to be able to train and really get back to to the Jason Verrett that we've once come to know earlier on in your career, prior to all these like terrible injuries, horrific injuries that you dealt with, you come into this next season, you're a starting cornerback. When did you, did you start the first game this past season or when, when did the starting spot become yours? I came in uh the third the third the third game. We played against the Giants. Okay. And, um uh yeah, I had a uh a hamstring injury the first two games. Yeah, nah. So I'm coming in that to that giant game, man. I mean, it's I'm 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 nervous. I'm everything, bro. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh I was I, I was fully prepared though. You know, I was I was more so just saying nervous because you know I wanted to do well, I wanted to do my thing, I wanted to shine, I wanted to get back on the map and uh once I got out there, uh, made a few tackles, got a few PBUs. Um, I think one of my favorite plays of that game was uh, I made a I made a fire ass play on the, on a screen route. 
Yeah. Uh, underneath the um, left tackle that was coming out to try to block me. And from there, it was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I could do this. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was, it was a good first game for me. Um, it was a Kodak moment, too. People yeah. actually can go look at you flexing on your Instagram. Yeah. They want to go right. see the picture. Yeah, right. I remember yeah. that play. I remember that play. <laughs> right. Yeah, nah. So it was a long, you know, long time coming, man. And uh, uh, I think all of my sacrifice, all my sac- all the things that I sacrificed and went through, um, I think I let it all out that day. Absolutely. So, so at that point, you you know you're Jason Verrett again. You ended up getting the interception in the very next game after that, um, and then you just ended up having a successful season. And now here we are. You're a comeback player of the year finalist, and we're in free agency. And now you've dealt with not only all the injuries that you've dealt with, but you've been on a few one-year contracts. You're having these sort of prove-it deals that you're going on. You mm. can't really prove it. And up until this year, you finally got the chance to prove it. What's your mental space now going into this free agency in comparison to the last few free agencies where you know you're getting one-year deals because you got to try to prove it and you just keep falling short of being able to because of the different scenarios that we've already explained? Um, I think from right now, bro, I, I, I'm enjoying the moment. Yeah. I think my moment has been everything for me on a day-to-day basis just because I know what the moments was like years ago. So I don't really look too far in the future. I don't try to focus on things I can't control. Um, I just try to embrace every moment that I'm in. And um, throughout each week of the season, that was my mentality going going in every week, you know, just embracing Everything, embracing the highs, the lows, the ups and downs, whether it's a bad play, bad path, whatever, just because I really wasn't supposed to be here. You know what I mean? I really yeah. wasn't supposed to be at this stage. Didn't nobody think that I would come uh, uh, to didn't, – didn't nobody think that I would pass all the things that I went through, surpass everything that I went through. So right. uh, I was just embracing it all, bro. Um, and then, you know, being able to make the plays that I made on the time – that I did on the primetime games, you know, the interceptions that I had, man, I I, th- I think that was all part of the plan. It was all part of the journey. Uh, uh, so, like I said, I was just I was just embracing it all. And then fast forward to the you know to this off season, I mean, I, I think everything that's already uh, everything that I already did is already set in stone. So yeah, wherever 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 I go from here, whether I return to San Fran or um, you know I go elsewhere, man, I just think you know. Uh, I'm going to just accept whatever whatever come with it, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. That's what you've had to do. Now, I want to ask you this because obviously we kind of went through the, the ebbs and flows of your career, but you're also big on, on philanthropy. You've got the FIVA Foundation. Um, you give back to mm-hmm. the community in a real way. Um, kind of talk about how – your career, how your life, how growing up in the 707, how making mm-hmm. it to the NFL, being a first-round draft pick, and then dealing with all the adversity that you dealt with up to this point, how does that tie in to what it is that you're doing off the field from a philanthropy standpoint? Yeah, well, I live by, you know, the highest human actors to inspire. And uh, I feel uh, if you can inspire one person, it could lead to 10 people, it could lead to 10 to 20, 20 to 100. And right. uh, I'll be selfish if uh, if I didn't do that. Uh, you know, with, with everything that I've been through, um, I feel I could help a lot of people. 
You know what I mean? I, I, I think everybody goes in different uh, experiences, different struggles, different adversity and things like that. Uh, but as far as from a mental stage, I could relate. You know what I mean? From that stage, from being in them dark moments to being um, sunken in places where you don't want to be. Um, and so that's why I do the things that I do in my community because, you know, obviously it's, it's people that, that struggle with financial situations, that struggle mentally, and being able to, uh, you know, give gifts out, whether it's toys, coats, uh, turkey, turkey drives, or or just having a fun fest where we playing kickball and all of yeah. that. Being able to get the community together, getting people together to where they feel um, that they can do something um, in their life. And so uh, that, that's part of the reason why I do it. And I, I felt that it was just something that I had to do. Absolutely. Do you think like there were people that gave to you, um, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, whether it be a, a Nipsey Hussle? Um, you often talk about how Nipsey has been a huge inspiration. You talked about your doctor earlier on. Um, you mentioned Inky Johnson books. Do you think that kind of like, you know, it, it, instead of that coming to you and you being able to reap the benefits of it, do you kind of allow that to flow through you to the next person that you can reach back and help? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, some sometimes, man, life life take you places where you, you know, you didn't think that you'll be. You know yeah. what I mean? I, 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 of course, you always want everything to go the way that you envision it. You know what I mean? I, I envision, shit, I'm going to college, I'm going to do my thing, I'm going to go first round, I'm going to go to the Pro Bowl, I'm going to get paid. You just think that that's the way it's going to go. But unfortunately, I got shifted to a different route to where I had to find a lot about myself. I had to find a lot about more about going through challenges, accepting the challenges to where now I look at fear as, as, as just something that I could walk towards. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm fearless now. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't have no fear, no doubt in anything yeah. that I do. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm embracing every negative situation that presents itself because it's an opportunity for me to either grow from it, learn from it, but I can also apply whatever it is that I'm going through to my life, to my journey. And so um I I, I look forward for all those all those uh um all those different things that's gonna present itself and um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, here, here's a question I got for you because I, I'm here in Portland and you got Damian Lillard. He's the big dog out here on, on the sports front. Um, mm -hmm. But but my question would be, who would you say is like your rival opponent opponent at the receiver position in the league? Um, when I mentioned Damian, the reason why I brought him up is because he and Russell Westbrook they always clash when they compete against each other. And they're kind of like mano y mano rivals. Um, who would you say would be that receiver for you on that island, that Fever Island? Yeah, that's tough, bro. Um, I'm going to probably have to stick to the division because, you know, that's the team that we play twice a year. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Metcalf, Cooper Cup, Wobble Woods, you know, that, that, that it's smoking that division. Uh, yeah, being what, that it's NFC West. Um, what about when you were a Charger? I'm gonna say Amari Cooper. Yeah, them, yeah. them Raider matchups, huh? Yeah, yeah, 100. Amari Cooper was definitely a, a guy that I knew. You know, every play you got to come with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, nah. Um, but for the most part, I kind of look at you know each opponent that I face is is a, is a is a is a rival. You know, because they they come in to try to get the best out of me, and I'm trying to kind of get the best out of them. And uh, I got to stop them from doing what they want to do as far as scoring. And so, 
you know, I, I just look at every week. Every week is a, is a challenge. A- absolutely. Um, what's some of the flavor in your ear, man? What's some? What, what's your what's your your football soundtrack, man? When you're in the locker room, or maybe y'all got a teammate who 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 y'all like to have the ox and mm-hmm. and get shit cracking in the locker room. What is it that Jason Verrett is listening to, man? I got I got a bunch, but I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a huge music fan. Uh, you know, I watch a lot of battle rap, so I'm I'm real. Uh, uh, into like wordplay, like I, I like I like to, I like to hear the bars, you know what I mean. So, but I I I, I scramble around with you know I got Dirk in my in, in my uh, playlist, little baby, me, obviously Nipsey, J Cole, Kendrick, um, Ross, uh, Meek Mill, like I I I I play through a lot. Um, you know, game day, obviously you want to hear more of the club type music. Um, to kind of get you fired up in there, so you know I'm a, I'm gonna have to go with Future as far as my game day selection. On what okay, I'm okay, yeah. It's playoffs today, man. Who you got? Who you got? We got uh, today matching up. You got the Rams versus the Packers. You got the Ravens versus the Bills. Who do you got in those two matchups? And then I'll also ask you about tomorrow's matchups as well. So uh, I'm I'm oof. It's tough. It's some good Green games. Bay, Green Bay could pull it off. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the, the way the Rams play defense, though. Obviously, I think they're the number one uh, scoring defense. It might even be defense overall. Uh, I love Ramsey game. Uh, so I think that's that's going to be a, a, a good matchup. But I feel, you know, A-Rod uh, they definitely probably pull that one off. And then uh, with, uh, what was that, Buffalo and Baltimore. That's tough, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough game because, you know, Lamar and them, they playing at a high a high rate right now. They running the ball real well. Right. Uh, but I, I'm probably going to I'm probably going to go with the Bills, though, to pull, to pull that out. I think Josh Allen and Diggs got a connection right now that's that's uh, that's rolling. Yeah, see, see, I, I'm I'm on my unapologetically black shit, man. I hope that <laughs> Lamar, I hope Lamar gets him, man. <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope he gets the Bills because I think Kansas City will win tomorrow um, against the Browns, and I, I certainly want to see that Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson matchup. Two black quarterbacks to mm-hmm. me, probably the two best quarterbacks in the game. You obviously got to got to throw a Rod in that conversation as well for right. the year he's having and the career he's had. Um, what do you think for tomorrow's games, though? Chiefs, Browns, and Buccaneers versus Saints, which is also going to be a pretty good matchup. I think Chief, the Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs' offense, man, I just think they're too explosive. Yeah, um, you know the Browns playing good ball, though. Yeah, they and, are. Uh, my old cornerback coach is uh, a defensive coordinator for the Browns, so I do, I do want to see him, you know, uh, you know, succeed. But right. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think KC might be a little too much for him uh, on an offensive standpoint. But then uh, with the Saints in Tampa, bro, that shit tough because you know the Saints popped them in the regular season. Yeah, um, in, in both of the matchups that they had. But you know, obviously Tom Brady, man, I, I don't know anybody that's beaten him three times in a row. So in a season at that, so it's like yeah. it'd be hard to kind of bet against that man. Um, but my X factor for that game is AB. Okay. I think A B going he's gonna get in the zone, get in his bag. I think he's gonna have a hell of a, a hell of a playoff show. A- absolutely, absolutely. Lastly, man, before I let you go, uh 
what would you say as as I mentioned today's theme was kind of adversity and mm-hmm. we obviously dialed in on sort of the mental lens um obviously mm-hmm. we acknowledged you know the physical things that you went through as well but mentally like based on all that you've gone through the highs of the lows the everything in between um mm-hmm. some of the thoughts that you've had what is something that you either a live by or b have learned that you would want to pass along to the next generation or a young person or even an older person that is listening to this and wants to get inspiration from somebody that they know has actually been through some real life shit. Yeah. Um, I would want to say, find, I would, I would say find your inner peace. Um, Cause at the end of the day, you know, uh, life is going to test you. And, and, and sometimes when they test you, they don't send a warning sign, you know what I mean? Yeah always got to have make sure that you have that inner peace uh for when adversity does strike because it comes in different forms it could come before success during success or after success so if you're not really gravitating to the peace the peace of mind uh when adversity does strike man it, it, it can knock you down and and when it does if you do happen to go through any uh form of adversity man you just got to know that you know nothing that's worthwhile uh happens overnight you know what I mean? You got to stick to your script and, and uh, through the ups and downs and knowing that the journey that you are on and what you are going to go through has its hurdles, has its ups and downs. Staying true to yourself uh, and believing that uh, you can get through whatever and, you know, attaining all your goals that you have, uh, you know, you could be a lot, you could be successful. Sure. Absolutely, man. Well, Feeve, I appreciate you greatly for coming on and joining me here on the Wake Up and Win podcast. I'm glad that we got to kind of really talk about your story because I don't hear you tell your story on too many uh-huh. platforms. Like, like I hear you get on some of the mainstream platforms because right. you're to right. the 49ers podcast. You might get an ESPN interview here or there, but right. what I love about podcasting is being able to talk to somebody right. in long form and being able to get in depth the way that you did here today, man. So I appreciate you for coming to this platform and being willing to just kind of let it all out, man. Uh, Definitely, definitely. I think, I think it's important too, man. And you know, I've always saluted everything that you did and what you're doing right now and the direction that you're going in. Um, But now I think it's big. It's big to be able to get everything out, feel comfortable doing it. Um, Yeah. And uh, that's one thing that I'm I'm looking forward to doing uh, in the future is, you know, being able to give back on this type of, level, being able right. to feel how I feel, being able to sit down and rap with people and just pick their brains, man. Cause you know, sometimes, you know, people want to know how you doing, but they don't really know how you doing. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. I just want to sit there and say, oh, you know, just see what you're doing through social media, but they don't really kind of know what everything is that you're dealing with. Um, so I'm definitely leaning towards uh, gravitating in that aspect as far as uh, hollering at more people, bro, and expressing my story and, you know, embracing uh, how I could uh, affect and inspire a lot of people, bro. Absolutely. One last question, just speaking to that. Do you feel like you kind of couldn't really express yourself in the past because you were dealing with these injuries and you were trying to get back to playing the game, which is obviously a priority for you. You received a lot of backlash. You know, you do have social media now, so I know you've seen a lot more uh, over the past few years, um, you know, you know, dating back to when we talked about what you went through in college where you didn't have the socials. Now you have the socials. So you see everything that the yeah. trolls and the people have to say in regards to you that's, being that's, stay healthy I, 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 and all that. I gotta cut you off right there. So we 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 with the social media, bro. The thing that I learned is that 
you can't pay attention to it too much. Got you. The second that you pay attention too much, you start to believe what you see is what it is. Right. You know I mean? and that could get that could get young people who not really hit to what life is, to where you start reading shit on social media, you think the shit true. Right. You know what I mean, so as an athlete, that's something that you got to steer away from because you're going to have your ups and downs. It's, it's, it's football, it's, it's sports. You know yeah. what I mean? It's good games and bad games. But if you start leaning towards, oh, shit, this person said, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, and your mind start to, you know, take on that energy, bro, shit could go left. So yeah. I'm glad that I didn't have social media to where I kind of evolved and grown to where now it's like, oh, when I do see certain shit, it's like, man. Yeah, I ain't worried about that shit. You know, right, right, right. I'm I'm sticking to what I'm what I know what I know I could do. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, no, I I think that's that's key. Absolutely, man. Well, again, Fiv, appreciate you for joining us here on the Wake Up and Win podcast. Um, Good luck going into you know this this off season here. Um, I'm sure you're probably resting right now as the season just ended, but free agency is coming up in March. I'm certainly wishing you the best in this free agency. I think it's going to be a great one for you because you're coming off a hell of a year. Comeback player of the year finalist. And we hope you win that too. It might be tough because Alex got a hell of a story, but (laughs) you in the the Uh, man. (laughs) It's tough, bro. It's tough. I I, I fuck with Alex heavy too, man. I I played against him a lot, you know, when he was in the – Kansas City and the Chargers, you know, we was in the same division. Yeah. Um, but it's pro- that Project 11, I don't know if you've seen that. That shit was deep. You seen that? I yeah. didn't see it, no. Yeah, it's Project 11. That's what it's called. Uh, you know, I think bro had like 18, 19 surgeries. Um, was told that he was about to die the whole nine yards. So to see him just shake back and come back, uh, I definitely salute him on that. Uh, I'm just happy, bro, just being, being, being recognized, bro. Right. At the end of the day, man, you know, once you once you go through a lot of certain shit, bro, you don't really seek too much validation just because at the end of the day, you just got to prove the shit to yourself. You feel Absolutely. Me? That's how I feel about it. Like at the end of the day, I'm on there, I'm on that list, I made it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Well, on that note, we are going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and go win. Seriously.